You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the second Sunday after the Epiphany, January 19, 2020, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, Rector at St. Thomas. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. John saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Kephah, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. I love the the sequence hymn we just sang. I want to draw your attention to something. Um, If you look at the text right down at the bottom, you'll see uh, the the music that was composed by uh, John Hooker, and the tune is called Mary Alexandra. Well, that Mary Alexandra is our own Mary Friedlander, uh, who uh, was a a parishioner at St. Philip in the Hills in Tucson uh, a number of years ago, and... um, got to know this uh, this composer and and he married for uh, those of you who didn't know her was one of our great saints uh, who we uh, still miss so dearly here and uh, she um, was the was the inspiration for this tune so it's it's always uh, and, and I think the the words of this tune are just spectacular uh, they they come from the, they're from the Iona community of community of uh, uh, that embodies Celtic spirituality. So uh, just that, that's just a, a wonderful uh, little piece for us here at St. Thomas, that this is our, our dear Mary, uh, who's, uh, who we remember uh, every time we sing this, uh, this hymn. So now let me ask you a question. Why are you here today? What brought you up to church on a cold, wet January morning when you might otherwise have been home with a cup of coffee in the paper? Well, there's many answers to that question, as there are folks sitting here in these seats. 
Some of us are here because we can't imagine being any place besides church on Sunday morning. Some of us are here because our friends are here. Some of us are here because the Hawks lost last Sunday. (laughs) They're out of the playoffs and we're a little depressed. So church it is. Some of us are here because we're holding worry and concern about an ill loved one or maybe our own illness. Some of us are here to praise God for the gift of life and love and joy. Now, whatever your reason for being here today, and there are plenty more than the few I just mentioned, I think we all have one thing in common. We're all here today because we are looking to be part of something larger than ourselves and because we're looking for human connection. Another way of putting it is that we are all looking for someone to follow and a place to be. That's certainly what Andrew and his unnamed friend, who we ran into a few minutes ago in our gospel reading, were looking for. These friends of John the Baptist heard John call Jesus the Lamb of God, and it piqued their curiosity. So they decide to follow him. What are you looking for? asks Jesus. And Andrew's strange response was, Rabbi, where are you staying? Instead of telling them, Jesus says, come and see. Don't explain, right? That's creative writing 101. Don't explain anything. Jesus doesn't explain either. He invites. He invites us to see what it looks like when God becomes a human being. Or to put it a little differently, Jesus shows us what it looks like when a human being fully lives into his own divine nature. Now, here's the revelation. Here's the epiphany, as far as I'm concerned. When we see the divine nature of the very human Jesus, we can begin to see the divine nature in ourselves. That's right. Jesus shows us how we might live into our own divine selves and how we might live into our own divine callings. Now, I know at least a few of yourselves are saying uh, right now, what in the world, Lex, are you talking about? I'm not like Jesus. I don't have any divine nature. I'm just little old me. Maybe not worth all that much. After all, I've done a whole bunch of stuff I'm ashamed of or I regret or I'm sorry for. Well, Jesus would beg to differ with you. And here's just one example. Towards the end of John's gospel, as Jesus is saying goodbye to his friends, he tells them, you will do greater things than I have done. But you know, of course, it's necessary to face those things that you regret or that you're sorry for. And it's necessary to face those things that shame you to really see truly how much actually belongs to you and how much actually belongs over here and somewhere else. You know, that's part of what it means to look and see. You know, we, we too often take on lots of things that don't belong to us and, and, and uh, that, that just roils us and the, we experience all this turbulence. Well, you know, let it go. Offer it up to God. Let God heal it. And remember, that's not all of who you are. In fact, that's not even most of who you are. You are filled with light. You are filled with beauty. You are filled with love and compassion. Don't be afraid of it. You know, we too often are. We're too often afraid to to know the goodness in ourselves, to know the beauty in ourselves. 
But Jesus says, let your light shine before others. Why? So that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Really see you. Really see me in you, Jesus is saying. And give glory to your Father in heaven. Well, this is an invitation to do some inner reflection. So let me ask you. When was the last time you actually picked up a Bible on your own and read it? No, I don't want to see any hands. <laughs> For some of us, though, it might have been as recently as this morning. For others, maybe not so recently. But here's my epiphany challenge to you. <clears throat> Open your Bible to Mark's Gospel. It's really short. It's only 16 chapters. And if you read it from chapter 1 through chapter 16, you could do it in under 45 minutes. In that short gospel, though, you can get to know Jesus a little bit. Read a chapter a day and then just sit in silence. After you're finished, just let the story wash over you. And then connect it to your own story. See what you see in that story. See what you see about Jesus and see what you see about you. You know, Genesis tells us that we are made in the image and likeness of God. And then the Apostle Paul says over 90 times in his various letters that we are in Christo. We are in Christ. Now that means a lot of things, but one thing it means for sure is that Jesus' story is our story. Jesus' way is our way. The way of Christ is the way of you and me. You know, Jesus never said, he never said, worship me. What he said over and over and over again is follow me. Follow me. Now, to figure out what that means in your life, you really need to know something about Jesus' life. And that's where reading Mark's gospel comes in. Beginning to end, it won't take you long. But seeing Jesus' story as a whole narrative and not just in the little small bites we get on Sunday morning will give you a road map to follow. Jesus' compassion for everyone he meets. Jesus' life of loving service. His integrity. His humility. His courage. His commitment to following God's will for his life. That life can be your life too. And it can be mine. But you've got to know the story. Jesus' invitation to come and see both invites us to look inward and look outward. What makes your heart glad? Well, do more of it. What deadens your soul? Do less of it. Or at least try to find the grace in whatever it is. The grace is there. One of my great spiritual teachers, Brother David Steindelross, says that there is grace in every package no matter how ugly the wrapping. You know, that's sure been my experience. Even in the midst of the experience of death and loss and grief, I've always found grace somewhere. But you've got to look. You've got to come and see. But the grace is always there. And then look at Jesus. What do you see? How is what you see in Jesus different from what our culture holds up as valuable? How is what you see in, in Jesus different from the anxious materialism of this age? And my God, it's an anxious age, isn't it? 
How is what you see in Jesus different from that? My sisters and brothers, we are all, each one of us, this morning, standing at a fork in the road. And when I look down one fork, what I see is darkness, uncertainty, and a lot of anxiety. But when I look down the other fork, I see Jesus. I see Jesus looking at me, looking at me deeply and saying, come and see, come and see. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website at www.stthomasmedina.org.